Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 14, 2023. So here we are in the middle of June. We spent the first five months of the year in a series on the miracles of Jesus, and I really hope that you enjoyed that. If you missed that, just go to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just type Rick Pina. You'll see the Rick Pina podcast. All of those episodes are free, or you can just subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, and check that out, or go get the notes at todaysword.org. But now we're in a series on the parables, and I'm starting with this, this parable that I call the mother of all parables. It is the parable of the sower. We've been looking at this now. This is the 12th day that we've been looking at this parable. This is part 12. The title of today's message is Prioritizing the Word of God. Put this in the chat. Say, the Word of God is my priority. Put in the chat, I give God first place. And so the question, the title of today's message, Prioritizing the Word of God, comes actually in the form of a question. Here's the question. What is your life full of? What is your life full of? We're going to learn that one of the challenges with one of the types of soil is that they allow, these people allow their lives to become full of other things. So my question is, what is your life full of? Like what, what have you made your life about? So put in the chat, my life is about God and his purpose for me, I want you to get ready to receive what God is about to release in your life. So what is your life full of? That's the question for today. Before we get into it, let's take a look at a scripture we've been looking at all year. Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Say this, no dry areas for me. So as I'm walking with God, life happens sometimes. And if there's an area of my life that goes dry in this season, God is going to refresh us again, restore us again, replenish us again. I want fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing. Say amen to that. All right. So let's look at this parable. And we're asking the question this morning, what is your life full of? So this is the parable, Mark chapter four, uh, beginning at verse 30. We're going to look at verses, I mean, 13 through 20. And this is Jesus's explanation of the parable to his team. Remember, Jesus spoke in parables. And what are parables? Parables are natural stories with supernatural meanings. And whenever he would tell these parables, he would often say, he that has ears, let him hear. And, and he explained to his disciples that not everybody was going to understand these stories. Not, not everybody was going to get like the meaning in the story. And so when everybody was gone, the disciples said, well, uh, hey, Jesus, We're like what? We don't understand this one. And he said, you don't understand it. Well, if you don't understand this one, how can you understand any of them? Which is why I call this the mother of all parables. So he said, okay, let me break it down for you. This is what he said. The farmer is like someone who takes God's word and the, the, the word of God is seed. He plants it down the side of people. Now, sometimes the seed of the word of God falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And as a result, they're susceptible to Satan. So Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in the heart. It doesn't produce. Other people are like, the rocky ground. What are these people? These are the people that hear the word of God and they quickly and gladly accept it, right? 
They get real loud. Oh, glory to God. I receive it. Okay, cool. But they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. So as a result, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. It doesn't produce. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. This is what we're looking at today. This is what we're studying right now. These are the people that hear the teaching, ah, but their lives become full of other things. That's why the question this morning is, what is your life full of? What are the other things, Jesus? Jesus said, well, the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want, selfish pursuits. And since they have competing priorities and they've given these other priorities a higher place in their heart than the word of God and God's purpose for their lives, then what happens? These other things, while the word is trying to grow in their heart, these other things are growing too like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and it doesn't produce. And then finally, some people are like good ground. Say good ground. Say I'm good ground. Put that in the chat. I am good ground. Uh, So what happens with good ground? Well, good ground receives the word of God, doesn't have anything that's blocking it, doesn't have competing priorities, is allowing, allows the word of God to go deep, holds on to it for a long time, what happens? It produces sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So we're talking about the thorny ground people today who have allowed their lives to become full of other things. So what does this mean for you today? I'm That was setting the stage. What does this mean for you today? I have 10 things to share with you this morning. They'll be short, but they'll be powerful. 10 things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions Lock in 10 things. Number one, here we go. Jesus explained how the seed of God's word. Now, Peter said that the word of God is an incorruptible seed whereby men are born again. So you have this seed. Isaiah 55 says that, listen, just like water comes down from the earth and it causes things to to, to produce, the word of God would never go forth and come back void. Like it has the power to produce, it's going to prosper in every heart in which it is sown all of that. Got it. But Jesus is explaining that the power of the word of God will not produce a harvest in the people that are like thorny ground. What are thorny ground people? Hold on. Let me turn off these. uh, There you go. What are thorny ground people? Well, he says that these are the people that have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Like, okay, what are the other things? Well, Jesus gave us three categories. He said, it's the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. So please do not allow your life. I know we're all busy. Listen, I'm busy. We all have more tasks than time, right? We all have a lot of things going on, but what is your life full of? We all have a lot of things going on, but what is your heart full of? What what is your life about, right? When people read the story of your life, God is like, hey, I made him. I made her. So when people read their story, I want to be the star on every page. God is looking to be the star of the whole story in your life when the story is told. But God can't be the star if you allow your life to become full of other things. You must allow the word of God, the time and the space that it needs to grow and to produce in your heart. Remember, these other things are like weeds that are growing in your heart. Let me talk about it. Number two, when your life is full of the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish pursuits, then you can go to church or you may even watch today's word. And you give me 25 or 30 minutes in the morning to sow the word of God down in your heart, but then you don't allow the word of God to work. You don't give the word of God the space 
and the priority that it desires. Why? Because your life is so busy pursuing other things. It's like you heard what the word of God says, but you're like, yeah, but I got other stuff going on. You you heard that the word of God says, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, and the word of God comes up to you and, and, and the Holy Spirit you know, convicts you in your heart and, and illuminates the word of God that you're supposed to forgive somebody. And you're like, yeah, I'll get to that later. I, you know, I have way too many other things going on. Or the word of God uh, speaks to you and, and the Holy Spirit is illuminating you that you really need to get God involved in your finances and you need to honor him financially. And right now, like you're, you're involving God in other areas of your life, but you're not involving God in the area of your finances. So the Holy Spirit says, hey, this is what the word says. You need to honor God with your finances. And you go, yeah, I'll do that later because I have other things to do with my money right now, right? Or I have other things to do with my time right now, so I'm not going to forgive that person. I have other things. What happens is, is your life has become full of other things. As a result, Jesus said, well, the competing priorities in the hearts of these people actually choke out the word of God. And it's choking out the potential of the word of God because they are allowing selfish desires and the cares of this world, the love of money, to choke out the word, to basically take priority or to trump what God wants to do in your life. Number three, Jesus teaches us that the word of God is like a seed. Okay, so now there's potential in the seed and the seed is trying to grow. But then the cares of this world are growing. You ever met somebody that's really consumed with the cares of this world? Oh my God, Brother Pena, don't you watch the news? Oh my God, don't you watch the news? This is going on. That is going on. The world is, oh my God, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. This is, you know, the the, the market is going crazy. Uh, there's another outbreak of COVID. There's, the, you know, whatever, whatever's going on. And they're freaking out all the time about what's going on on the news, right? It's like, wow, okay. Like I watch the news, but I guess I don't hear all that stuff. Or I don't hear it the way that you do. Why? Because my life is full of other things. My life is full of the word of God, right? So they have that, the cares of this world. Then they have the love of money. Oh, I'm trying to get that paper. I'm trying to get that paper. Hey, we got this going on. We got this father-son thing coming up for Father's Day. We want to go to an environment where we can hear the word of God, bring your son. The Bible's going to be poured into. Oh, no, we don't have time for that. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go do this. I'm trying to go get this money. I'm trying to go. And they don't make time for God, right? They don't make time for the things of God. And then selfish desires. They're just pursuing things that they want. These were things that were birthed in their heart and not in the heart, in the heart of God. And Jesus made it clear that if you have all of this st stuff going on in your heart, then you're choking out the potential of the word of God. The word of God can produce. The word of God has the power to change your life, but you must give it the priority that it deserves. The word of God has the power inside of it to, to like I said, produce change in you and fruit from you, but none of that is going to happen if you don't give it the priority that it deserves. Put this in the chat. Say, my life is full of God. Put this in the chat. Say, I give God the priority that he deserves. Number four, if we want to see the word of God bear fruit in our lives, then let me just say it this way. We must give it our undivided attention. Why do you think God said to Joshua, God said to Moses, Moses said to the people, let this book of the law not depart from out of your mouth. You got to meditate on it. How often? Day and night. David said that in Psalms 1 as well. Why is it that God wants you to give his word, his undivided, uh, your undivided attention? Why is it that God wants you to think about his word day and night? Why? Because when you prioritize God and you 
give the word of God the focus that it deserves and it requires, then the word of God is going to produce. The word of God, as I'm thinking about, this is what God said, and I'm meditating on it. This is what God said, and I'm declaring it over my life. This is why the affirmations books that I published are so important. You open up that, and I'm declaring the word of God. I'm believing the word of God. I'm, I'm saying the word of God. I'm thinking about the word of God. What does God's word say about how I should deal with the situation? What, what is God's word? The word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word of God I know, the better the God of the word I'm going to know. So what is the, what does the word of God say about how I should handle this? The word of God is changing my soul, my, my mind, my emotions, my will, my thinker, my feeler, my chooser, the way that I think, the way that I feel about something, the way that I make decisions are all lined up with the word of God, because I am giving the word of God, the focus that it desires, that it requires. Why? Because it was sown in my heart. It is spirit and it is life. But if I don't give it the focus that it desires and requires, then I'm going to I'm gonna cause it to be ineffective. I'm going to cause it to be null and void. And the problem is not with the word. See, okay, let me say it this way. The sower, the same sower, say same sower. Okay, the same sower took the same seed, say same seed. The same sower took the same seed and sowed it in four different types of soil. He got different results. The problem was not with the sower. The problem was not with the seed. The problem was with the soil. So my question for this morning, here's number five. What is your life full of? If, if your life is full of God, his word, his love, his grace, if your life is full of you're thinking about God all the time. You've allowed the word of God to be the foundation for your life and living. You, When people deal with you, they know that they're going to get a man or a woman that is Bible-based. When, when, when there's a question about how do you think she's going to respond to this? How do you think he's going to respond to this? Well, what does the Bible say about it? I'm pretty sure they're going to respond in accordance with the word of God. I'm pretty sure that they're going to respond in a way that honors the father. Why? Because their life is full of God. Say that. Say my life is full of God. My life is full of God's word. However, Jesus said, let's be honest, there's some people that you could put the word of God down inside of them, but their life is full of other things. The cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish pursuits. And as a result, okay, let me say it this way. If you live your life full of the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish pursuits, then let's say you are born again. You're going you're gonna to get to the end of your life. You're still going to go to heaven if you're born again. But you're going to get to the end of your life and you will, your life will be full of regret, because, especially when you get to heaven, because then you get to heaven and the Holy Spirit is going to show you all the things that, that God destined for you to do that you missed out on because you made your life full of other things. I don't know about you, but my, my singular desire in life is to do whatever God called me to do. I don't want anything else. I just want to do whatever God called me to do while I'm in the land of the living. And when I'm done, I can go. I don't want to die because I'm sick. I don't want to die because I'm old. I just want to die when I'm done. When I'm done, I, I'll give up the ghost. But until then, I need. I work hard to just, by the grace of God, to pour out whatever God pours into me. I just want to be who God called me to be. If you agree with that, say amen. Put that in the chat. All right, number six. The word of God has the power to change our lives. Say this, there is power in the word of God, right? So the word of God has the power to change our lives, but we must prioritize it above all else. Just like a farmer 
carefully tends to his crops, we must cultivate the word of God in our hearts and guard it against distractions. Say that. Say, I guard my heart against distractions. Okay, let me give you a picture for a minute. Picture a farmer. Picture a farmer in a field. Picture a farmer in a field looking at a crop. Now, the farmer in the field is walking out into the field looking at the crop. He sees that the seeds that he he sowed down in the soil is producing. But at the same time, over here, over there, there's a few weeds growing right alongside of the harvest. So the farmer goes and grabs and plucks out the weeds. What is the, the farmer doing? He's grabbing the weeds and pulling them out so that, that the weed is not growing along with the good seed and the weed is not taking away the resources or having uh, or competing with the seed that he wants to grow. So when you, when you uproot the weeds that are growing in your heart, oh, I have a thought you know what? God doesn't want me to do this. I need to stop doing this. You know what? Let me let me uproot that. I'm pulling out the weed. You know what? For a while, the Holy Spirit has been convicting me of this, but I'm doing it anyway. I really need to stop. Let me stop doing it. What am I doing? I'm pulling out the weed. So now what I'm doing is I'm pulling out the distractions so that I can give God first place. Say this. Say, I get rid of all the distractions. Number seven, it is essential to recognize the influence that Jesus explains here. The cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires can suffocate the word of God. They can hinder your spiritual growth. They can actually stop the, the word from producing in your life. So you must consciously uproot anything, any thought, any action, any priority that is competing with the word of God. Anything that's not like God, you need, and, and you get convicted of it by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit says you need to stop. What is he doing? He's telling you to stop so that what he put in your heart can grow. And so there's some things that you need to stop doing so that you can allow the word of God to do what it does so that the word of God can produce, so that your life is not full of other things. Number eight, to ensure that the word of God takes root and ensure that the word of God bears fruit, you must keep your heart with all diligence. This is Proverbs chapter four and verse 23. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, your heart flows the issues of life. Now, so everything in your life is flowing as a man thinks. So is he, Proverbs 23 and 7. So everything in your life is flowing out of your heart. So what is happening outside is a result of what's happening on the inside. So your life externally is a manifestation of your life internally. God produces the change on the inside first before it can manifest on the outside. You got that? So you got to guard your heart. You got to protect your heart from negative influences. That's why you can't watch everything and you can't, like you, there's some things you can't listen to because that stuff is going to get down in your heart. You, you can't allow fear and doubt and unbelief to get down in your heart. You got to surround yourself with people of, of like precious faith. You got to be in an environment where, where you have uh, uh, people that will build you up and not tear you down. You should be in a positive environment. You should hear empowering teachings. You should create your heart to be a fertile ground where the word of God can flourish, where the word of God can flourish. How are you doing that? I'm uprooting the, I'm guarding my heart. I'm getting rid of fear. I'm getting rid of doubt. I'm getting rid of unbelief. I'm not listening to, to things that are going to tear me down. I'm not, I'm not meditating on things that, that are going to compete with the word of God. I'm going to allow the word of God to do what it does. I want my heart to be fertile grounds. Put this in the chat. Say, my heart is fertile ground 
in Jesus' name. All right, number nine, remember that the condition of your heart determines the receptivity or the productivity of the word of God. So let me, let me explain it this way. Remember, the same sower took the same seed, different soil, different results. So it is the condition of my heart. Now, this is not in my notes, but let me just share this. Brother Pena, how do I know what the condition of my heart is? Well, your words are telling on you. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is in you abundantly is coming out of you consistently. Put that in the chat. What is in me abundantly is coming out of me consistently. So how do I know what is the quality and the content of your heart? All I have to do is listen to you. I, I, I know what faith sounds like. Faith has a language. I can talk to somebody and I know immediately whether or not they're in faith or in fear. I can go into a hospital room and I'm there to pray for somebody and I can tell by just a few minutes of talking who in here is in faith and who in here is not, right? Like this person, this person, y'all might need to leave. And so we're about to pray, glory to God. We're about to believe God. Why? Because your words are telling on you. Your words are telling everybody externally what's going on in your heart internally. What, whatever is in your heart abundantly is coming to come be coming out of you consistently. So what do you hear out of me every day? You're hearing the word of God. You, you want to hear, you want the word of God to come out. So now if you hear stuff coming out of your ears, uh, uh, I mean, coming out of your mouth, going into your ears, you're hearing yourself speak fear, doubt, and unbelief. You're telling yourself the soil of my heart is not fertile. If you're speaking negative over your life, if you're speaking things that are contrary to the word of God and your spouse says, oh, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass. Oh, no, no, no. Don't say that. I don't want that to come. Why'd you say it? What? But now you have to check. Well, maybe, well, it's not maybe, that's in my heart. Or let me say it another way. If you stump your baby toe, I don't know what it is about your baby toe, but if you get up in the middle of the night and you're going to the bathroom and you're in a hotel and you've never been there before and you don't see something and boom, you stump your baby toe. If something comes out of your mouth that you don't like, if a cuss word comes out of your mouth, right? And you go, oh, where'd that come from? Dude, don't get it twisted. It came from here, right? It's, it came from here. It can't come out of here if it's not down in here. It can't come out of here if it's not down in here. So your words are exposing to you and everybody else what's down in your heart. If you don't like your words, what you're saying is, I don't like my heart. And so now I need to change the quality and the condition of my heart so that the word of God can produce. You got it? All right, number 10, last point for today. Uh, the harvest we experience is directly connected to the quality of the soil in our hearts. Basically, this, this is lines up with the last point that I just made. So it's the quality and the soil of my heart. Now, the word of God can produce a harvest, say a harvest, a harvest of blessings and success and spiritual growth but I need to prioritize it above all else. And I need to make sure that my heart is conditioned to allow the word of God to work. My heart is not full of other things. What is your life full of? Put this in the chat. My life is full of God. Amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Speak this by faith, y'all. And one of the reasons why I ask you to do this every day, the more you do this with me, you do this every day. The more you get the word of God down in your heart, the more you condition yourself to speak and act like God. You're thinking like God. You're speaking like God. You're acting like God. Then, then what are you doing? You are, you're tilling the soil of your heart and you're preparing yourself to be good ground so that the word of God can produce. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. My life is not consumed 
by worldly distractions. I am completely focused on you, on your word, and your plans for me. I refuse to allow the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires to hinder your growth in me. I prioritize your word above everything else. Your word is a seed and it can change me from the inside out. So I will not allow the cares of this world to grow like weeds and choke out the word. I cultivate my heart. I cultivate my mind. I meditate on godly priorities and I remove anything that's not like you. I give your word my undivided attention and it flourishes down in my heart. My life is full of you and your word. Just like a farmer tends to his crops, I tend to my heart and I get rid of worldly distractions. I prioritize your word daily. It produces a harvest of blessings, success, and spiritual growth. And this is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Subscribe. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I told you at the beginning, uh, those before I actually you know went live per se, that I was going to say something about my book. So this new book, Grace-Based Success, uh, it's a devotional. People are getting it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already getting feedback. If, if, it's, if it's a blessing to you, leave me some, uh, leave me a review on Amazon. But I'm already getting a lot of feedback. And one of the, one of the people that got this book really blessed me. He said that what he's doing is every night after dinner, him and his family are coming together, and his neighbors' kids are coming over, and they're going through the devotional, and they're basically having devotional time as a family and as a community with the new book, Grace-Based Success. Man, that really, and he sent me a picture of them around the dinner table with the book. I was like, look at God. May God use this for his glory. So listen, if you don't have the book, get it. Go go to Amazon, get the affirmations books. We put this out there for you. So as tools for you to become the men and the women that God has called you to be. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you and uh, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.